Welcome back to the G Truth. I'm going to be talking about the Warriors against the Raptors in the finals for this 2019 matchup. But first, I want to address the Portland Trailblazers. First of all, congratulations for making it this far to the Western Conference Finals, even though you got eliminated in a clean sweep by the Warriors. It was embarrassing. I understand. Game 2, blowing up 17-point lead. Game 3, 18-point lead. Game 4, 17-point lead yet again, even though Myers Leonard went off for, what, 30 points? Dame couldn't deliver. McCollum played decently well, but it wasn't enough because Curry and Clay just had a day, and Draymond Green did an amazing job pushing and forcing the issue, pushing the pace, forcing the issue. That's what he always does. But then again, congratulations for making it that far. No one expected you to make it this far, really. I thought that the Thunder would actually beat you guys in, what did I say, I think six games? No, I said five games. Yeah, I think five games, which was, you know, incorrect, obviously. Um, But you guys have been the underdogs for most of the season. You came out of the gates from last year. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the odds said that you guys wouldn't make the playoffs. But you guys did, making it to the three seed. Were the underdogs in the first round, even to me. Made it to the second round against Denver. I believe that you guys would advance, pretty sure, if I remember correctly. I believe it would be in six games. It took seven, but still others had you losing again. And no one really, aside from Charles Barkley, had you beating Golden State. But I thought it was going to go to six. It didn't. But, but, you guys did a great job. Overall, you guys made a solid foundation. You showed and completely argued against in this postseason, against the notion that CJ McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard needed to be broken up in order for any success to happen in Portland. Completely dismantled that notion. And you guys are maybe one player away from being an actual contender for for next year at least. Or maybe just the Warriors losing a couple key players. You're almost there. And now on the other side, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you did kind of disappoint. I thought you guys were going to I thought you guys were gonna go to the finals and give the Warriors some trouble with that wingspan, height, size, all that stuff. You guys had a clean sweep of Detroit. Weekend Detroit wasn't a fair fight, really, because Detroit was really no match for you guys. You go on to play against the Celtics. You know, you you get blown out the first game. You come back, win four straight. And then you win first two against Toronto, and it looks like you're going to be unstoppable. And then Paul Pierce comes out and tweets. <laughs> Basically saying that you guys are going to win and that you got in the back and then you lose four straight games. Something that has not happened for you guys at all. But I will say it comes down to one player. Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Very hard last name to say, but once you get it down, it becomes pretty easy. Antetokounmpo. 
Now, he's a phenomenal player. He completely destroyed everyone during the regular season, postseason. If I were able to vote, I would vote him as MVP for the regular season. I covered that in the midseason uh, episode with Brennan Denzel. But but he's my vote. He has my vote for uh, MVP if I were able to vote. But he has to add one thing to his game. And I know people will say, add the three-point shot. No, 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 no. You don't need to add a three-point shot. It, it could be good. It's great, actually, if, if he does. And I know he's already added it. He's not a great shooter from there, but at least he's a somewhat of a threat. But players aren't going to come out to guard him from there because they're more afraid of him getting those guaranteed two points. So that's not the solution. He's not going to become a Steph Curry from back there or a Damon Lillard. Not from back there. Now, what I think that he should add to his game is a mid-range and post-game. Just that. Just that. Because now when he gets into the paint, these teams like the Celtics and Raptors cannot just swarm him like they've been doing. I know that people say that Kawhi Leonard has been playing great defense on him. And he has. All the credit goes to Kawhi. But, well, not all the credit, but some credit goes to Kawhi. But you also got to give credit to the way that the team defended him. Because it's usually a team effort to defend Giannis because he's just a freak of nature. It's a team effort. And the way that they do that is by building essentially what they call a wall around him or in front of him. Basically caging him in, forcing him to make a pass or force up a shot. And usually he's just not paying attention enough to make the pass. Or if he does, he turns it over. And so he ends up taking the bad shot, and he ends up missing it pretty badly. Pretty badly. So now, with the mid-range shot, especially with his size and his wingspan, his arm length, oof, adding a mid-range game, he could essentially look like Kevin Durant. It, w- it won't be nearly as fluid and elegant as Kevin Durant's mid-range game, but it is a better threat than him adding a three-pointer to his game. Because now, they can't back all the way up to the paint and force a wall, essentially, on him. Because now, he would be a threat from the mid-range. He'd be a threat. And the Raptors, not the Raptors, Rockets, and the Bucks have that same similarity of weakness. An Achilles heel where they are afraid to take mid-range shots. And I'm telling you, if Giannis adds that to his game, oh my goodness, they're going to be great. They're, they're going to be perennial contenders year in, year out. They could literally run this same squad back, have Giannis with the mid-range game, and I guarantee you they would win. Guaranteed. Now, for Houston, it's completely different. they got to do some other stuff. But I think at the same time, you also got to put it on coaching for the Bucks with Mike Budenholzer. Now, he's had a squad before with Atlanta. Number one seed got swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers when they had LeBron, of course, because that's really the only time, aside from during the Jordan days, when they were you know, pretty good. But if Mike Budenholzer has the same failure as this year, next year, next season, he, he, he might just have to be changed out of there because 
it's not that he's a bad coach like D'Antoni. D'Antoni's not a bad coach. It's just that they aren't they might not be able to push you over the edge and get you where you want to be. They'll make the offense look great. They'll make the well in Budenholzer's case, they'll make the defense look great. They'll win you regular regular season games. But when it comes to the postseason, yeah, they might be a force at first. But they run into another force. And they don't know how to deal with it. They can't adapt. So anyways, congratulations to the Bucks for making it that far. I wanted them to go to the finals. I expected them to go to the finals. But that, was, that did not happen. But I'm pretty sure from here on, Giannis will take that as motivation to get better at, at, at his game. Just like Joel Embiid. Who I'm pretty sure will also do the exact same thing and get better. Be a lot more focused. Giannis was already focused, but I think that he'll just develop his game a bit more. Now, I want to go on to the main topic. Not the Lakers. Not free agency. But the finals matchup. Like it should be the finals matchup. Warriors against Raptors. So I'm going to start off in Oakland, I'm pretty sure. No, actually, I might start off in... In Toronto, well, doesn't matter really. Whoever has home court advantage has home court advantage. I completely forgot who has home court. Dang. All right, well, oh well. doesn't really change my thought of who's going to win too much. I have the Warriors winning in five, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why. So first of all, I'm going to start off with the Raptors won the season series to zip. Now, we can we can look at those games. One was went to overtime. It was it was without Curry, Draymond Green, and Boogie. It was against a fully healthy Raptors squad. Durant went insane, dropping I believe fifty points. Took the game over to overtime with a killer corner three over Kawhi. Just incredible. I mean, you can watch that game over, and it was insane. It was like playoff atmosphere. Kawhi was also incredibly clutch. Everyone on the Raptors squad played amazing. Really, no one outside of, I think, Clay and Durant in that game played well. And then the second game right afterward was a blowout with Kyle Lowry leading the charge without Kawhi Leonard against the fully healthy Warriors squad except for Boogie. And this is during the time when Boogie was still recovering from the Achilles tendon rupture or whatever the initial injury was with the Achilles and really in that game every Warriors player not named Kevin Durant played horrible Curry had 10 points on 3 of 12 3 of 12 shooting Clay had 14 points on 7 of 17 shooting and Draymond had 2 points on 1 of 5 shooting now do I think that's going to happen at all in this finals hell no heck no it's definitely not happening. It's definitely not happening. Is Kawhi Leonard going to be clutch? Yeah. Is Kyle Lowry going to be exceptional? I don't know. I'm going to get to that. So first of all, we know that season series don't really matter too much. So I'm, I just threw out the games there. So that even even though they were close and there was a blowout, it doesn't really speak too much for the way that that, that the series is going to unfold in this finals matchup. Because we all know that the Warriors play on two different levels. Season level and then playoff level. 
And then we also saw that, well, the Thunder swept the Portland, Portland Trailblazers in the season series for zip, as opposed to the Raptors here with 2-0. And how did it turn out for the Thunder? They lost in five. Yeah, so season series don't really translate too much to the postseason. It may give some hints, but it's not the complete indicator. Now I'm going to go down into the keys uh, for each team. For the Warriors, their key is just rebounding and then really Steph and Clyde. The Warriors have been great rebounding the ball in this postseason, even though they're not a great rebounding team as shown in the regular season. But again, regular season versus postseason, they ramp things up. Kevin Looney's been playing great. Andrew Bogut's giving them nice three, five minutes of gameplay with nice passing. and But that rebounding will really create second opportunities for them, especially on the offensive side. Second opportunities for Curry and Clay to go nuclear and just throw up daggers that go into, in this case, the Raptors' hearts. Also, a little side note here, the Warriors in their last 32 games with Steph and no KD are 31 and one. That, that that's crazy. That oof. I don't I really I really don't know how you bet against that. I really don't. Because I mean, Kawhi's been playing great, but thirty one and one, oh my goodness. And it's because of the ball movement and the team chemistry that they have from the original core. That's the main reason why. And then Steph no longer has to worry about Kevin Durant getting his shots or any of that stuff. He can just freely shoot. Go back to his MVP self. Unanimous MVP, if I may add to that. And then also on the flip side, Lowry, Kyle Lowry, and Danny Green, no matter how well or poorly they play, they're really no match for Clay and Steph. Defensively and offensively. Put it that way. It's pretty pretty easy to to uh, draw that comparison and draw that conclusion. And thirdly, for the Warriors, they really just got to single out Kawhi. They they basically got to play Kawhi like they did LeBron a couple years back, where they basically said, "Hey LeBron, hey you you, you can score as many points as you like. You'll you'll eventually miss. You'll eventually get tired. Just as long as your teammates don't really do much, then we're fine." That that's basically all they got to do. Just say. Kawhi, you're great and all. You can continue scoring. We're, we're going to make it tough for you. But as long as no one else really gets hot, no one else goes crazy, then we'll be fine. And you look at it, and it's not that difficult. You got Lowry and Danny Green. Marcus Saul. I mean... It seems to me that the Warriors, especially with Steve Kerr as head coach and Dr- and Draymond Green anchoring the team defensively, they'll 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 do fine on singling out Kawhi Leonard. And really, that comes down to it for the Warriors is execution, and we know that they are the best team execution wise. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why they'll win. Now for the Raptors, their key is basically Lowry and the bench. They, they're pretty much hard to beat when their bench, you know, delivers. 
I read somewhere that, or saw somewhere that they're essentially undefeated in the postseason when Serge Ibaka scores five or more points, which is a pretty low bar to set. Pretty low bar to set. But then again, that's the bench and basically other players aside from Kawhi. They got to show up. And Lowry had a great conference finals against the Bucks. Didn't have a great previous series in the first and second round. After many years of choking, he finally showed up in the playoffs when it mattered the most. Sorry for the voice crack there. But he finally had a great series when it mattered the most. But I believe that he'll return to that playoff uh, Kyle Lowry where he just doesn't play that well. He'll turn the ball over, miss big shots, and that'll be that. But if he doesn't return to that, it'll be a good series. Very, It'll be very entertaining with him and Curry trading shots. Now, Curry will definitely play a lot better, in my opinion, and in my belief. And also, like I talked about with Danny Green, he's, he, he's been pretty bad this whole postseason. And I'm pretty sure he was bad the postseason before with the Spurs, if I'm not mistaken. But he's had great finals with 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 the uh, San Antonio Spurs against the Miami Heat before, where he just completely lit it up. 9-20 in the most recent one for the Spurs. Oh my goodness, I'm voice cracking so much. 9-20 from the three uh, for the Spurs when they beat Miami most recently, and then also went nuclear in, in another one. I don't remember exactly how well he shot, but it was pretty good. And if he returns to that same Danny Green, like he was with the Spurs, it will be also a good series. Because then he and Clay can trade shots back and forth. But then again, I don't feel like he's going to do that. So it really comes down to the bench now. Because I don't believe that Kyle Lowry and Danny Green will step up and play great. If they do, then that's great for them. That's great for the Raptors, but I just don't think that's the way it'll go. So the bench has to step up against a Warriors bench squad that, you know, hasn't been noted as being great. But they've been productive and have been doing what they need to do, which is rebounding, which is the main thing for the Raptors bench to stop as well as scoring, which is one of the Warriors' bench's weaknesses. Fred VanVleet has been going crazy since his son has been born in the last three games against the Milwaukee Bucks, going overall 14-17 from three-point lands, which is 82% for a total of 48 points over a three-game span, which off the bench is insane. You watch those games, and he's fearless. He's just taking off. If that continues as well for the Raptors, it's great for them. Norman Powell has also had some great games against the Milwaukee Bucks. If he continues that, it goes for the Bucks. It'll translate to the Warriors. Even if it does, then, you know, the Raptors have a real shot. However, this is new territory for the Raptors, for the whole organization, for the fans, for the team. Except for Kawhi Leonard, which is why I think that he'll play amazing. He'll play great, no matter who guards him, whether it's Iggy or Draymond Green, or if Kevin Durant comes back. If it's any three of them, he'll still play well. 
because that's just how good he is. But at the same time, that means everyone else that does not have this experience will suffer. Their production will suffer. Especially because of the history of the Raptors playoffs. Now, credit to them. This is their first ever finals appearance. But at the same time, they've had a history of choking, especially with Kyle Lowry. Especially with Kyle Lowry. Same with Fred Van Vliet. He also has a history of choking. Even though he's been playing great, he has a history of choking in the playoffs. Look at last year's playoffs against the Cavs. Not, not, not so great. It's not so great. He has some shots, some wide-open shots. In the clutch, he missed them. And then this finals is the same territory for the Warriors. Five years in a row. They know what to do. Do I think that they'll suffer? No, not really. Now, now, now I do think that the Warriors cannot let these games get extremely close, especially with Kevin Durant out, because it becomes very dangerous for them, especially with Kawhi Leonard on the other side, because I don't think Kawhi is going to be guarding Steph early on, but especially when it gets to the last five minutes and it's really, really close, oh, he's going to be on Steph. And he's a great defender. So my one tip for the Warriors is don't let these games get way too close because Kawhi knows how to play against Steph. Steph. Steph will be great against Kawhi, even if Kawhi's guarding him. But you might not want you might not want to run the risk. But even that, even then, I, I give the experience edge drastically to the Warriors. And, and I think that's the main reason why they win the series in five. In five games. They they complete the three peat. Kevin Durant maybe comes in somewhere and as soon as Kevin Durant comes in, it's basically over. I believe Kevin Durant will come in as soon as the Warriors lose that one game. And they'll just dominate after that. Which will lead them to a four to one finals victory over the Raptors. And I believe that Steph wins finals MVP even with Kevin Durant coming back because he'll play more games. But if the Raptors bench steps up huge, hugely, and Kyle Lowry plays amazingly like like he did against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, then the Raptors can definitely extend the series, maybe even win it. I don't believe it goes to four or seven, but you know if 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 they play extremely well, especially that bench, like it all comes down to the bench, they they could definitely extend the series. And maybe even win it. Maybe even win it. Anyways, that's my prediction. Warriors in five. Steph Curry finals MVP. Mainly because Kevin Durant will be out and he's just going to go insane. Kawhi's going to play great, but Raptors bench so not, not so much. Basically, everyone else won't play so well. Jeremiah Green will, will do what he does. He plays great. Now, what I think the Raptors should do, maybe as like uh, a little test, maybe, is... Try to have Serge Ibaka and uh, Draymond Green go back and forth, go at each other. Because Draymond's at, what, like three or four technical fouls? If they can get him to that seventh, or what is it, seven or six, I'm pretty sure, for suspension, I mean, then, then they're set. It gives them a huge upper hand. Especially if the, it, especially if the series becomes really, really close. So yeah, that's my take on this finalist matchup that starts on Thursday.
I don't I don't know where it'll be. If it'll be in Oracle or in Scotiabank Arena. Uh, or when it starts. Like what time it is on Thursday. I don't remember off the top of my head. But anyways, it should be a really good matchup. I'm, I'm going to try to do something different for this one. Where I'm going to post it on you know all the regular uh, podcast platforms that I usually post it on. But I'm also going to try to post it on to YouTube as an audio sort of thing. So, I don't know how that'll go. Hopefully, it goes good. Hopefully, it works out. This is my first time actually going to be trying to do that. So, you know, check it out. It should be uh, YouTube name Geo Canales. And it should, well, the the audio uh, video clip should have the same title as this episode. So, hopefully, it comes out and comes out well yeah but anyways that will be it for this episode on the g true thank you for turning in um yeah peace out